Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Kaylee McCullough. I probably mispronounced your last name again. Um, thank That's you. Okay. <laughs> thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So, Kaylee, if you could tell my audience a bit about yourself, that would be great. My pleasure. I am an Irish, obviously, Irish-American writer who started writing as a way to improve teaching myself English, reading and writing. And I just fell in love with the whole process. And so now I have four books out, working on more. And I also tutor at the local elementary school. Well, I did before COVID, but hopefully that'll all be worked out soon. And that's pretty much who I am, what I do. Awesome. So you mentioned you've written about four books, if I'm not mistaken. Um, do you mind sharing a bit about how those books came to be, what they're about? Um, Cause that's really impressive. Um, the first book, Noria, is about a um, tr very traditional Celtic culture that is on an island off the coast of Ireland. And the other, other two are about, or part of a trilogy about, that's based in Hallandale Beach, Florida. And the fourth one is a children's story activity book about a mischievous leprechaun. So <laughs> um, it depends on where your audience is to what they're going to um, be attracted to. The trilogy, which two of the three are published, is more towards 12 and years old and up, as is Noria Jack's the story activity book I wrote when my now 12-year-old niece was seven and so it's more taught it's more for younger children awesome so um considering your love of writing um and the season we're in in the world right now um with covid and how it's affected everyone um tremendously to some degree um how has that um helped your writing if you don't mind me asking uh, it helped it a great deal because after I wrote What Happened in Hallandale, which was the first series in what the first book in what is going to become a trilogy, I thought that was the last book. I didn't really think I was going to write the second book. And there's actually a five year span between them. And then COVID came and I was talking to one of my friends and she's like, this is the perfect time. You can't go out anywhere you should write the second book. And she helped with the research because they're all based on a true story, very loosely based, I might add. Like the true story is an inch and I've taken it a mile. And so I did. And in December of 2020, Awakening the Truth was published. So it has helped a lot. Awesome. Um, on a personal um, level, um, how, um, 
obviously um with the season we're in it's helped your writing which is remarkable um how have you mentally been affected if you don't mind me asking um both good and bad I've lost two friends to COVID and I've had two almost pass one of them was an ocean rescue guard who you know they're the, some of the fittest people there are and so it affected me hard that way but it's also gotten me closer to family because we've done a lot of zoom calls and so i've gotten to know them better so it's affected me both in a good way and a sad way okay okay um my um sincere um apologies for um your losses um i know this virus has not been easy on any of us um just to give you some further insight into me um first off i love that you're a writer um i've become a poet right here in the u.s so um i have a real um admiration for the depths of words and the immense power they possess um yeah my favorite book is the thesaurus i love looking at different words for th different words for the same word. <laughs> Interesting. I can't say my favorite book is the source, but um, it's actually kind of ironic because words that I would never normally use in my vocabulary, I always find a way to incorporate them into my poetry. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, um, just to give you some insight into me, um, I actually got diagnosed with diabetes a year ago at the start of the pandemic. So, oh, no. Yeah, 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 I guess that is an oh no moment, but um, you don't have to like um, um, feel sorry for me in that respect. Um, I know many people would have had an oh no or freak out just like you did, and many did freak out in regards to me being diagnosed. But um, I saw what occurred to me um, as a blessing in disguise. Um, I'm a Christian, so my belief system is really important to me. Um, I saw it as a blessing in disguise because if um, it hadn't occurred, if I hadn't been diagnosed, then I could have died. Um, to exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> to put it bluntly. So um um, through this diagnosis, it was um, God's way of giving my life more purpose and giving me a chance to live my life and um, explore different interests and continue writing my story, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. And then um, pretty much rock started all my interests from there and also what started this amazing podcast that we have the privilege of speaking on. So that's so great. I love, yeah, I have a lot of um, acquaintances and friends that have started podcasts. It's really cool. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, because again, I speak to many different um, people. So you're talking to me from Ireland right now? No, from Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. 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 I was just curious because you're at, I never heard an, um, Irish American accent before um and it yeah <laughs> okay it's got a bit of both in there you know it's it's influenced by both and you know they'll I'll even have some southern words come out because I've been here for 19 years so you know there's there's a bit of both that come in you know okay 
Tennessee. Okay. So um, I do have that icebreaker question I mentioned. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Many of my guests seem to enjoy it. Um, if you could have any superpower that's not flying, um, I have to take flying away because it's too easy of an answer for people to go. Right. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, invisibility. Oh, okay. Invisibility. Um, why invisibility, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> so I could sneak on airplanes and go places with nobody knowing and not having to pay for tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's um, totally selfish, but yeah. It's, it's it's not selfish. It's not selfish. Um, that's the beauty about this question. Many people answer it differently, and there is no wrong answer when approaching this question. <laughs> um, but it's true. If I that's what I would do is I would just make myself invisible, and I'd go visit all the people that I couldn't visit during COVID, and nobody would know I was on the plane. <laughs> so I could because I can't afford to go everywhere. You know, I can't afford to go all over the world you know go back to Ireland you know I can't afford to go there but I could if I was invisible yes you could if you were invisible <laughs> oh that's a good power um the power I would have um it's not exactly a power but I think it would be in the future would be the power for this podcast to be heard across other galaxies that have yet to be discovered. That would be super cool. That would be so <laughs> wicked, you know, just to, um, yeah, just like five years from now, somebody in a galaxy that we don't know about listening to us. You know, that's really, really amazing to think about. That would be absolutely amazing. So I do have another question because I truly do admire the fact that you're a writer and you even use that to help you learn how to read and understand um English if I'm not mistaken um I don't know mm -hmm. um how that works when you're learning a different language I can't imagine it, it would be an easy um endeavor um what advice would you give those who are aspiring writers and are afraid to put their work out there? Um, don't be afraid. The, the phrase that I learned that has helped the most is think of it like you're baking a batch of chocolate chip cookies or your favorite, whatever your favorite cookie is. And then treat each story or book or poem like a cookie. If somebody passed on a cookie at a party, it wouldn't insult you. You wouldn't feel bad. You would just think, oh, they just don't want a sweet right now. Or maybe they just don't like this kind of cookie. If you think about every piece of information or piece of work like that, it doesn't affect you as much if you get rejected. Huh. Sorry, there's a plane going overhead. <laughs> it's so, okay. Um, I just... That was the best piece of advice I got was, just treat it all like it, you know, like you would if you were serving cookies at a party or any kind of sweet, you know. People are going to accept them and some people aren't. Huh. 
I think that's the best metaphor I've ever heard. Um, chocolate chip cookies. Um, but I definitely understand um, your perspective in that. Um, many people might not um, be thrilled with your ideas first off, but if it's a passion of yours, it's important to keep pursuing it and pushing on just like you chose to do with your incredible books. Yeah, I mean, and also what I learned from a class that was taught by Stephen King was don't write for anybody but yourself. You know, just keep writing for yourself and others will find it. But you have to write for yourself above everybody else. If you don't like it or if it's not making you happy, it's not going to make other people happy. Well said. And this is such a well, good. Well, that is that's that's King, not me. I'm just, oh well, well, just... King, Stephen King. Right. I, I mean, even though I know Stephen King's a really famous um writer and has written books that have turned into like multi-dollar films, I don't know any of his work really. So, um, I think that was an really perfect quote um to clarify exactly what you mean. Yeah, he um he I don't know if he still has it, but he had a writing class back when I first began writing in the early, in the mid 2000s. And it's, I would recommend any new writer to take it if they can, if it's still available, because it's really insightful. I'm hoping he's still doing it or somebody's doing it in his place if he's retired. Right, um, that would be interesting if he is still doing that. Um... And I'm sure that it's his work and then other people are doing it for him, you know, like responding and things like that. Right. So I do have, um, well, I don't ask many silly icebreaker questions, but um, actually it's not so much a question, more like uh, like an idea, because obviously um, you're, you, you're in the U.S. right now, 19 years. Um, so were, you were born in Ireland, correct? No, or, I was born here in Tennessee. Okay. Oh, but you, okay. I'm not trying to like confuse you because I just. Uh. No, I, and I've been in Tennessee for 19 years straight. This is the longest I've been here. Okay. It's confusing. It's confusing. Don't try to figure it out. It's confusing. Well, I was going to ask you, um, because obviously Ireland is a part of your um, heritage and your culture. Um, if you've been to Ireland and if you could describe um, like if you were in Ireland right now, like just to paint like some type of picture for me and my audience, what that would be like. Um, okay, rolling Gavin Hill um covered with scatterings of stone walls that lead nowhere that uh, they're just stone walls that don't go anywhere they um they were built by people who were just trying to remove stones because the ground's very stony lots of huge rocks and so that's what you have are all these stone walls that go nowhere and lots of pastures Okay. But 
you know, it's like any other country. You've got different cities, different things. If you were in Dublin, it would be like any other city. Okay, I'm just I'm curious because I I mean I'm here in the U.S. and I haven't been any um where that's outside of the U.S. I mean I've been to Puerto Rico, but well, go go. (laughs) As soon as as soon as it's safe, hop on the plane and go. Yes, I'll, I'll hop on a plane and go to Ireland. Um, cause I've, I mean, I've watched movies, but movies don't do that beautiful no, country any justice. Um, especially like the Disney movie, um, the W. Gill movie, it doesn't do any real justice. Now, if you got Shine of Rainbows or um, The Secret of Roninish, those are filmed on location in Ireland. And they will show you a lot clearer. And they won't just show you the big cities. You know, so if you go to Ireland, don't just go to Dublin. Because Dublin, <laughs> I mean, you might as well just go to New York. Well, it's not that big, but, you know, it's, it's a city. You know, it's, you want to go to the countryside. You know, go to County Limerick, um, Galloway Island. County Galloway, places like that. Okay. Well, we can keep this conversation going all day long, um, <laughs> but we're at the end of this awesome episode. Um, do you have any social plugins for my listeners where they can find your books? Are you like producing a movie? Like, give us. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my books were a movie. No. Um, actually, I do, but maybe someday. Um, they can find me on Amazon.com and on um, Instagram. Okay, Instagram and Amazon.com. Um, do you have like by your first and last name, or do you have like a specific author? By um, McCullina underscore Kaylee got it um well Kaylee thank you for joining me today this was a wonderful conversation thank you again for having me awesome to all my listeners stay healthy stay safe if you have a passion for writing please don't keep that gift hidden and until next time Hello everyone, it is your heart warrior Dion here. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Words of Heart. If you liked this episode and would like to leave a rating slash review, please do not hesitate to do so. You can leave the review slash rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. In addition, if you would like to let me know right away your thoughts on this episode, you are also welcome to leave a voice message right here on the Anchor app. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have a wonderful day.